All right, and we're back after a little hiatus. It's uh, episode 20 of the Temperamental Gunas podcast. I am very happy to welcome back um, Amari and Kibbs. Uh, how are you boys doing? Yeah, well, mate, well as can be. Doing, doing good. Thank, thank God that season is over. Jesus. Look at it. Mr. Positivity. Mr. Omari. I am positive. I'm extremely happy that the season is over. That's posi- That's a positive emotion. Omari, I am gutted that the season is over. I'm gutted that we couldn't go over the line and qualify for the inaugural uh, Europa Conference League, where Arsenal, again, would have been kings of Thursday nights. Not this time dispensing of the likes of uh, Dundalk or Austria-Vienna. But even further teams like the team at the top of the league in Estonia or Azerbaijan. I'm missing those out, but there you go. But there you go. Yeah, <laughs> the season is over, guys. Uh, how do you feel? Uh, uh, Omari, you first. Just quick sum up of your feelings at the end of the season. Uh, just to sum up my feelings at the end of the season. I did a predictions table at the start of this season. Uh, I, I sent it to myself on email so that you know I didn't actually have to tell anyone what was in there. But I'm going to reveal on the podcast that I put Arsenal third in the Premier League table. I don't know what I was smoking because this season was basically like last season, but it was only worse because it just it was two consistent, really, really bad years in the Premier League. Um, yeah, just a bit flat, really. <clears throat> Roll on next year. Summer is the best time. You get you get to be optimistic, get to dream. And then by November, that's all gone. <laughs> Get sucked in. And by November, Arsenal usually have rubbish November. So that will definitely be down the toilet by then, the season. Uh, Kibbs, how about you? Uh, initial sum-ups of the end of the season before we do the whole season review. With Arsenal. Uh, yeah, what can I say? I'm just glad the season's ended. I didn't think I was as uh, hopeful at the beginning of the season. In fact, I think I'm in a group of Amari with uh, another young gunner, Blundell, and some people talking about second or thirds. <laughs> I, I, I think Amari may, I, I think Amari, yeah, you may be third. Sean, Sean Blundell was saying second. And I was saying about fifth. I, I, I thought, you know, we wouldn't be able to catch up with, with the rest. Uh, I didn't think it'd be this bad though. So, well, what can I say? I'm, I'm probably going to, predict that we'll come forth next season. I'm already hyped up about our potential signings. You know how it is. That <laughs> constant cycle. I, I yeah. think, although although I wasn't, uh, I didn't do a sort of like predictions with anyone as such, I genuinely thought that we would be either fifth or fourth, um, uh, fifth or fourth uh, at the end of this season. And obviously us coming in eighth and Really, we really struggled to be eighth. I think in reality, boys, we're probably ninth or tenth in this league. It's just because other teams like Everton mucked up. Uh, Everton and um, who else did we climb over? Everton and somebody else. Villa. Villa. Yeah, I think those guys just mucked up towards the end of the season. So our truthful position is probably around tenth or ninth. But uh, yeah, I wasn't expecting eighth. But there you go. Uh, All in all... I think there's some there are some positives of this season. Uh, I know probably me and Omari might clash with with some of these later on. I think there are some positives, but unfortunately the negatives have way outweighed those. So all all in all, it's not been a good season. All in all, so yeah. 
Yo, but I'm looking at this Europa Conference League, yeah, and I'm seeing flags I've never seen before. Like, wouldn't, for real. Would, wouldn't it have been good then for us to all educate ourselves about where all these places are then? I would have loved it. But give me one country. Give me one country or one flag. Uh, to be fair, it's just because I don't know the San Marino flag. But <laughs> in the first qualifying round, there's a couple of teams from San Marino. Uh, I think there's a couple from Macedonia. Do you know what I mean? Like, come on, man. That's the only, that's the only positive. Thank your gods that we're not playing in that competition. Would you would you not have, would you not have appreciated it, uh, Omari, to have gone to those kind of teams and smashed them like ten nil or something? Right? Wouldn't that put wouldn't that have put like uh, hairs on your chest as an Arsenal fan? Think, yeah, you know. Uh, for, for real though, that competition is a lose lose for <laughs> clubs like Arsenal, Tottenham that are in there. Um, Congrats to you, Spurs. Yeah, teams teams like. Whoever from the Spanish league and the Italian league that ends up in there, like it's a lose lose situation. Like people will say they don't care about it until you get knocked out, and then everyone will be like, I can't believe you lost to, I don't know, who am I seeing here? Sochi at home or whatever. So they must be Russians. They are Russian. They are But yeah, if you don't win it, you get mugged off for not winning it. But if you win it, no one celebrates it. <laughs> so it's just a lose-lose. Better off not being in there. All right, all right, all right. I think, uh, Kibs, Kibs, are you back? Give me a thumbs up if you're back and ready. Okay, cool, cool. All right, boys, let's let's start with a bit of a season review. Um, let's start right at the beginning of the season uh, with the um, win in the charity, in the Community Shield, and then the Fulham game. Um you know, we, we beat Liverpool on penalties. Uh, we looked strong in terms of dominating that Community Shield game, and then we won on penalties. Fulham, we absolutely blitzed them. Willian looked as if he justified his three-year contract on £250,000 a week. I can see Amari is, like, uh, jumping up and down with the excitement about that signing. Uh, but I'm coming to you, Kibbs. Those first initial impressions of the season... Um, Looking back at that now, uh, you know, Captain Hindsight and whatever, you know, was could we really, looking back at that now, could we really have seen the cracks that were coming? Um, or, you know, were, were we just deluded by the excitement of the season? Yeah, it was looking good, wasn't it? Let's be honest. Uh, Arteta came in, won the FA Cup, followed up, Community Shields. Big win against Fulham. Looking at William thinking, oh, do you, do you know, there's questions asked um, at, the, at the beginning of the season and, and people were already questioning William. And and he came up the good. So you're thinking, oh, we've kind of plugged that gap considering that, like, you know, Ozil's been frozen out. We may have a successful, successful season if, if the kind of number 10 issue is our biggest problem. So... Off the back of that, uh, you would have never known what what was to come. But in hindsight, in hindsight, of course, the cracks were there. Just looking at some of the players we had, fishing out the squads, uh, the disruptive nature of some of the players. Uh, 
I'll change the formation really. Um, there was a lot going on, which, to be honest, it's excusable to a certain extent. But maybe maybe we'll discuss this a bit later. But there, some of these things could have been avoided. So, um, yeah. Um, Amari, uh, why, can I, no, sorry, you go, no, go, you go. I just it. want to say, like, while yeah, some things are definitely excusable. Obviously, it's terrible to have like four senior players sitting around that know they're not going to play, probably being extremely dis- disruptive in training and things like that. That is just the chickens coming home to roost for Arsenal. Um, it might not have been Arteta's fault, but it's someone's fault that Ozil was there. Um, Weighing out a three-year contract, that Mustafi was still there, that Kolasinac was there. Do you know what I mean? Like all, it might not have been Arteta's fault, but you know, it, it comes with the club's kind of poor, poor decision making. Um, that's always just going to haunt us. Um, but let me play devil's advocate here, then, Amari, with you, because that initial period of the season, it's we start getting into a really sticky period. I think from after that. Sheffield United win uh, at home. Um, I think up to that point, we had maybe lost to Liverpool mm-hmm. uh, away and maybe we lost to Man City. I think those were our two... Or did we lose to somebody else as well? No, so if I remember rightly, we, we beat Fulham, then we yep. scraped past West Ham, yep. lost to Liverpool, and then, and then I think we went to... Then we beat Sheffield United. Yeah. And yeah, then we had a couple of strange results. One no losses to City think, away yeah. and Leicester at home. Okay. So it's really, but, you know, looking back at it, right, you know, was it so bad? I mean, the, okay, we, we scraped past West Ham. That was disappointing. Uh, but West Ham, they, that was the game that turned their season around. I think David Moyes really got into them. We only lost narrowly. We lost 3-1 to Liverpool. We put in a relatively good performance then. Uh, we only lost 1-0 to Man City. And yeah, Leicester City, it's annoying, but Leicester have uh, proved over the last couple of seasons that they're actually quite capable of, of the top five club at the moment. So <clears throat> even with that, we could have still, we were al- still allowed to be optimistic, right? Or we yeah. should have something, sh- some alarm bells should have been ringing off at that point, because I think after that Leicester game, we go on to we go on to beat Man U one 0 away. Yeah, I think I think the problem. I don't think there was necessarily that much wrong with those results. Um, I just I think at the time I remember raising with Kibbs. I didn't really like the City and the Leicester performances because they were tight games, but we never really ever looked like scoring in either of them. Um, and we won the United game and we played well, I think, there. Uh, but there was just that that desire by Arteta to switch from three at the back, which made sense. I know he, like, it made sense that he wanted to do that. But it just seemed like that transition was just really not very smooth at all. And I think that is probably the biggest contributor to the run of games that that follow that United game. Um, I think at that point, I was still pretty optimistic about what we could do. Um, Because the losses, they weren't yet, 
you know they were they were losses that you could excuse um but then you know very quickly we just stopped being able to pick up any results anywhere uh kibbs uh <clears throat> before i come to you amari can you just read out those next few games if you've got them up they're from man you on okay so from man uh the next sort of like three or four uh premier league games from after the man U one and so, then kibbs will come to you about your thoughts of that sticky period we beat united away bear in mind that's the first time in 14 years we won at old trafford so obviously everyone was super excited and then we we backed that up with a, a three nil loss at home to aston villa um international break for us to stew on that before we drew nil nil with leeds then lost two one at home to wolves and then lost two nil away at tottenham before falling to a one nil defeat at home to burnley right so, so of a possible what's that 15 points we got one, one. so so kibbs we're in a really sticky position there uh people are questioning the manager um what what was what was the problem um with us at that period of time i think amari's touched on it slightly about the transition and formation from the 352 or 343 whichever way you want to see it yeah. um to yeah. playing the 4231 but we yeah, just yeah. didn't have the players for the 4231 yeah. well yeah i think i mentioned at the start of the photography i think that's part of the problem i think that period there was when the <laughs> quite a few things uh, went against us. It's that weird period of sending offs, decisions going against us. Um, we kind of tallied up with us playing well in the Europa League, getting a result, and then whether it be on the Sunday, Saturday, wherever, or the Monday, following Monday, um, we'll just come up and fall short. Um, yeah, that that that. Looking back now, that was uh, that was definitive. We couldn't. There's no way back from that run, really. Um, it all points to Arteta's selection at that point, when he had the opportunity to maybe make the necessary changes in the squad. When we start to see a decline in the form, he uh, kind of pursued the willing option he, he he wasn't consistent he's never been consistent with his well he's had some consistency of the the back line but it was it was ever changing there was just a lot going on um yeah i honestly i blame him like looking looking back he could have done more to stamp his authority on on the team at the time um and at that point he really was just quite for, for, for managers come out throughout the season after these like kind of flashpoints and, and being quite strong and made some strong decisions, then was really the time we needed that to start. Um, we gave ourselves a, a mountain to climb. Um, but all, all I can say, some of those players who, who were really disappointed in that period, fair play to them, they, 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 they came back a bit later on the season. Um, I mean, let, 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 let's look at some of those players. I mean, obviously, we mentioned William. Louis, Lu, Louise, Lu, I think Louise is the main one. Louise, Aubameyang was struggling to score goals. Lacazette, Lacazette was going. Lacazette, yeah. Lacazette was struggling to score goals as well. Pepe, um, Pepe, Pepe was Pepe inconsistent, but and and Granite Xhaka. So those are 
Those are five to six senior players. Uh, Amari, you were going to say someone else? I don't think Xhaka was... I think, I think Pepe is a bit unlucky to get included in that group because I think, really, for Pepe, he got one chance and it was the Leeds game. Inconsistent, right? Yeah. He played, he got his red card, and then he... It, it kind of felt like Arteta wanted to kind of push him to the side. But really and truly, I think... Willian, after the opening day of the season, never showed anything. And I think the problem is Arteta didn't make the decision to drop him until our run of form became so bad that he had no choice. And even then, I feel like when eventually the the young guns were put in, I think at that time, was Willian ill or something? Or he was injured? And that's why he didn't start that day against Chelsea. But we're not there yet, so... I mean, I'm talking too much about that, but yeah, I think when when was yeah, I I, I do agree with that definitely. Mm-hmm. That point about William, I think looking back at that, I, I went as far as to say that those points lost at the time when he, he was maybe starting ahead of the likes of Pepe, um, really cost us in terms of just crazy, just creativity, energy. Um, and then just seeing how important that left-hand side is to us. Mm. Everything's in hindsight now, right? Like at the time I was saying in defence of William, he, he had his moments. Um, but yeah, it was proven with, with our text decisions towards the end, not playing him, it was proven that although William did get those amount of assists, I'm sure collectively mm. with other players in the pitch, they could have done even more, even if they didn't get five in a row or whatever. As I mean, a unit, we would have played better. It's just... Uh... Can I just give a little example? Now, correlation isn't causation, but Villa at home, Leeds away, Wolves at home, Spurs away, Burnley at home. William plays in all of those. We get one point against Leeds. He doesn't play against Southampton. We get another point. He comes back in against Everton. We lose. And then... <laughs> <laughs> And then uh, he dropped, dropped for Chelsea. And... The correlation? Yeah, <laughs> there was a lot going on. Let me tell you something as well. It's that left-back yeah. situation that's really hurt us. And I think we are banging on about that for quite a while. But that, it, that's... Hasn't that come... Was that there at the beginning, at that point of the season? I maybe, can't remember. It, like Tierney, he's, he's been... He, he's, he's, had, he's had instances, he's been in and out. Um, throughout, and if we're just talking about that balance uh, and us changing formation as such, it is, is maybe because we he didn't trust the players that he had to to come in and slip in, yeah. and then and then that's what happens. You don't have you, you I, sign I, you sign these players <laughs> on long term deals to come and do a job. I mean. By match day 14, we'd lost eight games? Yeah, that sounds about right. That sounds eight about games right. by match day 14. <clears throat> yeah, that sounds that's, about that's right. That's horrendous. Yeah. I mean, for me, just uh, quickly to add my thing about Pepe, I, just, I think it just shows, right? Because the way Arteta reacted to his sending off... Um, and Willian, remember, Willian had come back from 
Dubai on an unsanctioned trip. I, yeah. don't, I can't remember if he started that Leeds game, but he wasn't exactly chastised as you know some other players would have been or should have been. And you know the way that he he came out really critical of Pepe. Maybe that was a making of Pepe because Pepe got his head down from that point on and went on. But it just showed you that Pepe should have been given more of a more of an opportunity to show his stuff. Pepe had been the one to score and win the score the winner in the Sheffield United game. I think he came on and he had that burst down the uh, right hand side, cutting on his left foot, and then slotted it into the bottom corner. Pretty much exactly the same goal that he scored against Brighton. Uh, this weekend but it just shows that Arteta you know maybe hopefully he'll learn from this now that he can't at that period of time just going linking this up he was just trusting his experienced players more than giving other players a chance whether they be young players or other members of the squad he was just really really um, hell-bent on like trusting the likes of David Luiz, Willian and all the senior players of the squad rather than you know being a bit more ruthless so that's what really cost us in that period of time but uh, you know lucky enough we we uh, we had to we had to do something I think it was it, Martinelli came in in that League Cup game showed a bit of gusto mm. and really it's from then really because then we got the Chelsea game uh, Amari yeah um, I think that was the week we just started the pod yeah, it is. That is. That was the. That um, was the week we started the podcast. No, I don't think there was much expectation of anything, really. Cor- um, hey, correlation. Like you just. Yeah. That, uh, cor- there we go. <laughs> we. I think we were hopeful at the time. If we, if we went back and listened to, it, I think we were hoping that maybe someone like Smithrow, maybe Martinelli, would come in from the start. I just didn't think he'd have the, the balls to do it really, and then he just, and then he did. He he just threw them all in and we looked a lot more energetic, dynamic, um, and not just that, but even Lacazette was having Lacazette had a good game, Jacques had a good game. Pablo Mari came in, he looked solid. Um and it looked like a platform for something. And we did go on a little run after that, to be fair. Yeah, we had four, we had a four game winning streak. I believe it was Chelsea Brighton, uh, West Brom, and then somebody else after West Brom, wasn't it? Or was it? Or we drew, was it we drew with Palace after West Brom. Oh, okay, so yeah. it was a three-game winning streak. Yeah, we had we had the <laughs> FA Cup. We had the FA Cup in between the yeah. Newcastle and then the draw, and then Newcastle again. And and and, and, and yeah. Can I, Kibbs? Can I put something to you then? All right, because given yeah. how much. Smith Rowe was a key factor, not necessarily as much as Saka in the sense of because Bakayo Saka has arguably been player of the season, but we'll determine that later on. But with having that person to put in that number 10 position, finally, given that Smith Rowe was injured, was Arteta just unlucky that Smith Rowe was out for the rest of was out at the beginning of the season, or could he have done something else to function? that sort of creativity in that space. There was no Ozil there. Should it have been quicker to play 4-2-3-1 and slot someone in there? Or, as we saw, he persisted with the 3-4-3 formation. Yeah, yeah, he could have done more, for sure. I think it was his stubbornness that got us into into the situation in the first place. Um, Given the personnel and what we've seen now, a manager has to have some ability to extract the best from players. He, he's seen 
these players week to week, day to day. Um, you, you could have made decisions. You could have played Pepe there. You could have done played Saka there. You could have you could have you could have experimented, but we just didn't see that from him. We in that period, it was the same week in week out. It was a man living and dying by the sword. In fact, that I just don't. Yeah, I get we went on that run. Perfect. That's given us some hope for the following year, but. Again, a club of our stature um, and, and the current climbing we're in, <coughs> when, we, when we're looking at other clubs as well, um, that's, that's a defining period. I, to some extent, you don't think he can, he can really escape that. He, he needed to do more. He had the opportunity to do more. Those were weak opposition as well. Yeah, he, he experimented to an extent, but then he never really backed what he did. Like Willett came in, one game, didn't really perform and instantly out of the team. Tried Lacazette in the turn against Spurs, I think. Didn't work. He, yeah. And he had, he did have options. But he didn't, he didn't really let anything settle. I felt, I think he was, he just, he just wanted to find the, the, he he just wanted to get the good, the result. I think he realised he was under pressure and the more, yeah, the more bad results that were coming in. I genuinely think that Chelsea game, we lose that, he's in severe danger. I think if we lost yeah. that game, he was in he was in some severe, severe danger. And and that little run uh from Christmas to the end of January, I think kept him safe because yeah, you know, we, we followed up the Newcastle game with a bit with a win against Southampton. And then we drew again with United at home. Um, so that's that's a good six game spell there in in the league, six or seven game spell. Um, but it didn't take long for us to start messing up again. He, um... That that that's that yeah that period. So after after that United came. Uh, the infamous Wolves 2-1 where we were playing some what's that the game we were playing some real good um, yeah. I, 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 real I, good I, football let, 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 let us come to that because that for me is one of <clears throat> I think when we come to our, our moments of the season or whatever we, we obviously we'll have to touch on it now because we're doing a review of the season but that that is a game that I will talk about at the end of this podcast just before we get into that <clears throat> Kibs I want to just point out that at this period of the, uh, of the year, we have the January transfer window. We get rid of Socrates, Meza Ozil, Skodran Mustafi, Kalasnish. They all go out. Maitland-Niles goes out on loan. So does Joe Willock. In comes Martin Odegaard. And who else? Is that just Odegaard? Who just Matt comes Ryan. in? It's Matt, Matt Ryan. Ryan. Matt Ryan from, from, uh, <clears throat> from uh, Brighton. Um, so Odegaard, uh, just... At this period now, you know, looking, wrapping him up, uh, good, good, good bit of business. Yeah, good bit of business. Good bit of business. Um, some of us, I was talking about Draxler, I think, in that period. Yeah, and and, so and some other Isco, players. Or what, man like Isco. Isco. We were talking about Isco. I'm Odegaard. so glad we didn't sign Isco. Man. I was saying, man, you can't sign all that. Yeah, you can't sign someone like Isco. Odi Dom. Yeah, Odi, I've been impressed with him. I think he. In moments, I've been impressed with him in moments. 
he's had a period where he's been quite quiet um, after his injury, but I think on a whole, yeah, it was very good, very good uh, loan signing. I'm glad that we got him. Um, he gave us something else. Um, his quality, he had he had moments of quality, especially in, in those European games where uh, he offered something that I don't think Smith. Well, Smith Rowe can you can do you can do most things, but he, maybe not the things that I've seen from Odegaard. It was um, his ability to play from from deep uh, and just thread in some really like nice clean. He, he he just saw things other players weren't seeing. Basically, he, um, he connected the dots. He wasn't afraid to shoot. Personally, I think if we have the money, keep him. Um, see how he develops, but yeah, that that was a good sign. I think Matt Ryan, as well, is good cover. I don't understand uh, why why it hasn't been extended. Why I haven't tried to sign him permanently if he has gone. Um, oh, let's but, hope that during the course of the summer they 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 tie that deal up because I think his Brighton contract's finished. So we, we 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 need that, yeah. But that's good. But then, as much as I hate Kalasnak, yeah, we let a left back go. Yeah. What's going on? Yeah. Why are we talking about Ryan Bertrand now? Yeah. Even if he, if, why are we talking about Ryan Bertrand now as an opportunity to, to get him then? Yeah. It, it's, it's just, it's, it's baffling. I completely agree with that. I think if you want to get rid of Kalasanach, then you have to be very happy with whoever's going to cover a left back. Like you have to have a plan. And quite clearly, there wasn't really a plan. It almost seemed like we were like, oh yeah, Tierney will just be fit. It's fine. Or maybe we thought losing our left back's not really going to be a problem, even if even if he gets injured. Um, but yeah, clearly the actual but, options. I don't think ever Xhaka was like discussed as being an option to cover that position. So the fact that that's what we kind of resorted to shows that. But what's there's, even silly? There's a lack of planning. At, at, at the three, on, as a three, maybe Xhaka. That's what I mean. Is is a lack of. Um, planning, because as you said, but not as a left-back in a four. What, what, what's even silly is that you know Bukayo Saka now, can, you know that boy can play anywhere. If you wanted to, you know, if you wanted to put him as an emergency left-back, you could have put him there and at least would have had a left-footer there because that's obviously what has cost us in our European... To, the, the main issues we faced in this sort of like last third of the season has been the imbalance of the team on that left-hand side. And whether you get to the idea of playing Xhaka there quick, uh, quick, quicker or playing Bakaya Saka there, it just, we decided to persist with Cedric there, which was, you know, the guy, he's a pro, he's trying to do whatever he can. He's doing the thing that we ask him, like the lights of Maitland and Niles. Look, you're told to play there, play there. But it's just really is cost us, really. And like you say, why get rid of Kalasinac if you don't have an appropriate left back cover? Just on just on that point, I think you know we often talk about in football like, oh, when you make a mistake, don't make the second mistake that makes things worse. You know, like when a player has a loose touch and then dives in and commits a a worse foul and they get the red card, right? Like Cedric's mistake was it that bad? Like was it that bad that it meant that? We completely destructed, like destroyed the the balance in our midfield, pulled away the fact that we had a functioning left hand side of the pitch 
to put Xhaka back there. Like, I really don't think... Like, if, if Cedric had started the next game against Slavia Prague, I don't think I would have been like, bro, he can't that's, play. That's, that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm going as far as to say putting Xhaka there, it's, I was saying put Gay, I would have put Gabriel at left back. That's what I'm saying. I just don't understand Xhaka being there at, at, at that moment of time when we had, even putting Cedric, I agree with you. I don't, our demise was so clear to see, right? Mm. <laughs> and everything that happened there is, as people were saying, Jacko's going to get... He's going to get got. He's going to get got at some point. He's going to um, get at some point, yeah. Why put him okay. there, knowing that party... Yeah. Okay, we're, we're, we're fast-forwarding a bit. Let's, sorry, because it's my fault, because we, we it was the, that Wolves game. That Wolves game is, is very frustrating for me. Um, because the football we played in that first half, if you guys remember, was quite frankly scintillating. Wolves, they were going through a poor uh, bit of form. And as of course, whenever your team is doing shit, there's one team that you guys want to play, and that will be Arsenal. We will give you the points. Besides that, we played really, really well. We were unlucky with VAR. Bukai Saka hit the underside of the bar. He scored a goal that was ruled out. Nicolas Pepe looked like an absolute world beater, completely in control of that game. And then we snatched a defeat from the jaws of victory when David Luiz decides to get himself sent off just before half-time, conceding that penalty. And then Bernd Leno uh, does some crazy stuff. Uh, well, before then, Martino scored, and then Bernd Leno did his stuff anyway. So we lose that 2-1. So that game really, really was frustrating. That game really, really was frustrating. And, uh, yeah, we had that game and one of the games afterwards, Amari. Uh, yeah, I think just on that game, I think that's where everyone talks about we were so unlucky. I, feel, I still feel like we're framing it based on that. Like, that's probably the one, for sure, the one game where you can say, ah, we should have done better. Um, after that, we go away to Villa, we lose 1-0. Again, was soft in terms of the goal that we conceded. But I think on the balance of the chances in the game, they had a few other opportunities on the break. Um, I think we had one really good chance for Odegaard. Um, we, had he... a chance from, we had a chance from Odegaard. We had a chance from Odegaard. Saka was running all the way yeah. through. Concert fouled him. Yeah. Xhaka yeah. had that really good free kick that Martinez saved as well. So, I mean, you know, and then obviously then, Oh no, I'm thinking of Pepe's Burnley chance because of their colours yeah, or whatever. But yeah, yeah, Odegaard had Odegaard had a good chance. Yeah. Um, and well. that was the one yeah. as well where people were saying for Lacazette to get a penalty because Martinez pulled him down or whatever. Yeah. I yeah. think that was maybe the pictures telling a different story, but um yeah, poor result. Uh, that was another Cedric Gabriel mix up. Um <laughs> or holding. We saw more of those to come. Yeah, Rob Holding not being able to mark the one person in the box. We saw more of that to come as well. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, 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 yeah, Villa, Villa, difficult team. Yeah, they can um, So understand it's understandable that we always know like they, those type of players going to give us. Oh, weren't we saying actually? Like <laughs> we we've discussed Villa. I think this Villa is definitely a team we've discussed, and we'd be like if we the. the 
the players there are, are are there basically to just combat us, and if we don't get hold of of that kind of like midfield attacking yeah. challenge, we're going to be stuffed. And they're the kind of team that if we don't score first again, we will have a horrible day. Players like Ollie Watkins will love and forever yeah. love playing against our defense, um, and, and, and they really yeah. have, they had a good time. They have a good time with it. Yeah, yeah, and they, and they could do either thing. Like so, I was just about. One part of me want to say like is a bit like Everton where we've let them. We I can't understand how they've won, but it's actually more credit to Villa because they can do that as well. They have, mm. they have also have the ability to hold hold well against us and a few others. They have the ability to hold out a game and um, defend defend well. Yeah. Um, if Tyrone Mings can defend like he did against Arsenal both times this season, then I don't mind him being a centre back for England. Um, yeah, in the other 36 games of the season, though, I really wasn't sure. Um, it can start, yeah, exactly. <laughs> he hasn't um, eaten, yeah, yeah. After that Villa game, we then beat Leeds 4 2 at home. The game where everyone for some reason got scared that we were going to draw 4 4. It was on the cards, all right. It was on the cards. Don't tell me that when Leeds made it 4 2, you weren't getting jittery because I certainly was. That was the point. Um, then, uh, oh, let's not forget the Europa League. So after that league game, I think we went to, we played Benfica. Yeah, the, the, the less said about that game, the better. But maybe we can draw. The Benfica things. game. Yeah, maybe we can draw some uh, analysis from that game and, and, and how that set a trend for our later... These later are, later like, games. <laughs> we we really made hard work of, of these really games. You know, same thing. Oh my god. Um yeah, one all against Benfica away from home, but in Rome. Um yeah, was that the one where Smith Rohan balled it? Uh yeah, yeah. Yeah, because we went. Um, did we go one nil down? Yeah, we, yeah we and Bakaya Saka saved us, didn't he? Yeah, he scored like a minute later. Yeah. Um, so yeah, off the back of that poor draw, I I can't remember that game. I actually cannot remember it really. I don't think we created anything. I think it was one of those games where we just didn't do much, and then we lost our home to City. The annual beating that we get um, oh, the annual scoring between that was the period where we were conceding goals in like like uh the first yeah. few minutes it happened again didn't it oh that's a, another infamous rob holding there's uh, only one guy in the box rob yeah omari omari and 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 kibbs uh war yeah <laughs> about mara's We'll see Mares do that again. We'll see Mares do that again, probably on Saturday. We'll twine someone and I'll message you and I'll you say, hold you. No, you definitely told me, but I told you about Holden, man. Yeah, obviously what's Holden was trash. Doing? Yeah. Um, anyway, we lose to City. Then we go we go to go and play Benfica at home, but actually in Greece, I think it was, yeah. And... Uh, this is Agent Ceballos. Like, yeah. Yeah. A- Agent really Ceballos is in full effect. Putting him worse the opposition. Um, 
Yeah, it was the foul for the free kick before our time for them to get level. And then the wayward backwards header. <laughs> went up. That was so jokes. Jesus Christ. Scared. Scared. But then Tierney, oh. Captain Fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Drilled it. And then, uh, oh, Orba. And then Orba, right? Yeah, Saka with the last little step overs and the cross for the Orba. Yeah. With the header. Yo, I can't wait to go on a rant at the end, man, after these games. Talk about some players. <laughs> uh, yeah, so those, that was a bit of a highlight in the Europa League. Uh, we had Olympiacos next, which was, we did, we did the job away from home, but then it was a, you know, did we lose or was it a draw? Yeah. I can't even remember. We, we lost. lost we lost, yeah. And they, they got a red card as well. Yeah. Um, and uh, then we are into the territory of, uh, isn't Liverpool at home? West Ham. Uh, a bit early for that. First, okay. we, had to, we had to draw. Well, we beat Leicester. 3-1. That was a good that performance. Was, that was a good performance. Away from home. Um, drew one all with Burnley. Hold tight, Xhaka. Learn how to oh, pass. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, one North London derby, uh, which was another good performance until Spurs went down to 10 men and then we didn't know how to play football. Yeah. That was Yeah. Yeah. They were down to 10 and we, yeah, we just, we just couldn't capitalise at all. He didn't know how to keep the ball. I just, I just remember Tierney, like literally the instant after they had something saying off, Tierney just kicked the ball out of play. I was like, "What? Are you okay?" Um, did, did Harry Kane score? And it was offside. Or did? Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. Oh, and wow. he hit the yeah. post as well. Yeah, yeah. He didn't even play well, did he? No. That oh, came. Just a monster. Oh, um, international break followed by. Us going 3 0 down to West Ham and leading Gardinho. Kato, should we? Yeah, this is this is another moment. I, I remember all the moments. Toes, this was uh, in our prediction league, and beforehand in our like preview, Toes was talking about his his boy. Just oh oh, uh, Bowen. Yeah, Bo- bloody Bowen, and I, then I, I, we, you guys, just don't listen and to we me. T- and so no, but he you wasn't guys even. Been, you guys could have been multi-millionaires, right? I'm joking, multi-millionaires. But you guys should have done. Listen to me. Gone to your local bookies, put a bet on because this guy has been. This guy has been destiny to score against but, us but, for the last two games before. Do you know the thing is? I think everyone else was giving like we were getting bombarded from every single player, and of those attacking players. I, I thought he was the one who had the, the least impact in that game. <laughs> no. Yeah, it's true. He was he was nowhere, but he were but he was this, there in the important time. Yeah, he when just... Lingard took that quick free kick, yeah. and Leno decided to have pillow hands. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Anyway. Well, where are we from then? Uh, this, this is where it starts again. Just quick shout out to Edegard and Chambers for that game because. They were doing the most. <laughs> they were doing the most. Chamber, Chamber That's Cafu. He's so gassed. Like. That's when we start calling, what, what was it? Like, people call him Cafu. Who made that? That was disrespectful. He said was, that. It was Jamie Carragher. Yeah. But, <laughs> no, the crosses were a joke. But anyway. Anyway. Then, um, what what came after that? Did we have Europa League first? I, I think we have Liverpool. Yeah, we played Liverpool and got, yeah. 
that was that was ugly. Three nil, but they scored all their goals off the 60th minute. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. They Jota were came. Us, it, it, yeah. Didn't we just, think it like was inevitable? Yeah. Jota was Jota came on and he's he's got the, oh, he's got a hex sign over us. Holding again was it? Yeah, but listen, like on a real yeah, I don't see any other teams that think they're good struggle that much against like Liverpool and Man City. Like when we played those two teams for the last maybe three or four years, we are nowhere near them. Nowhere near. It. Do you know? Do you know? Do you know? It's, it is. You can generally say it though. Is uh, however, however we want to set up. Um, it's just inferiority complex. We to- just don't totally. look at the races ever. To- totally, totally, <laughs> from is, the totally as Kibbs is saying. But for me, yeah. where that is born from in recent times. Is that defeat uh, when I think it was uh, what what year did we win the FA Cup? I think it's thirteen fourteen when we and Rogers. Yeah, I think it's thirteen fourteen yeah. when we went to Anfield when we were like top of the league and yeah. they destroyed us. It was like Suarez and Sturridge. We lost like four 0 and they blitzed us in like the first twenty. That is when in this period of us getting an inferiority complex against Liverpool has begun. It's been really from that period because uh, Wenger did well to to manage that up. We had some bad periods at Anfield during Wenger's time, but I don't think we, apart from there was a boxing day, not boxing day, a game before Christmas in 2001, I think where we got smoked or uh, 2000. Yo, I think there was a, Vladimir Smitsa and bloody uh, Gerard or whatever. I remember that. Listen, Liverpool, Liverpool have always been causing problems in in the noise, isn't it? Like ever since Klopp's, that millennial. Klopp's Liverpool. Klopp's Liverpool has caused us big problems. We, Mark, I don't think let's talk about players, let, but let's talk about specific players, right? Is that combination Mane? Yeah, Mane. <laughs> Salah. Yeah. Uh, even put Firmino in there. He he he's he scoring like doubles, but. Just to that point, actually, about Liverpool and, and City, we're actually living in a paradox of Arsenal because despite that, just against the, you know, the, so, the yeah, so-called top six, say, yeah. we're, we're, we haven't actually done so badly. I think that's the most away wins. Um, is it away wins we've had with Arteta against... Um, yeah, I mean, one Chelsea away, um, United away, we won. Yeah. Beat Spurs this year, we beat. We yeah. Beat, uh, we yeah. beat Chelsea twice. We did the double Chelsea. Exactly. Yeah. I think that, that puts us third in, in, the, in that table uh, with 13 points. Uh, we won four, drew one, and lost five, which is an okay record. I mean, that's a lot better than what we've had to deal with before. But I just that's what I mean, is that I'd, when we play Liverpool and Man City, we are so far away. Like, if there was one thing that I could like, hope for next season is just actually be competitive in those games like there's no reason for why we can't at least just set up and be competitive yeah. whereas yeah it, we just look you you are so right though so far away and it's not just that it, it's sad to see right? i think we discussed it with that champions league when we've seen some of those quality games right and then you're looking at arsenal it's even when we play well, like the standard is so far from what it needs to yeah. be, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's what surprises me sometimes. Like, um, 
even in our best moments, we're we're so far away from performing at a level where we can sustain ourselves. We're never being C. <laughs> we are never beating C, even on our day. They qualify that with when it's actually important. Now, people will say semi-final for the FA Cup is obviously important, but to me, that Premier League game when there's three points on the line and they're trying to go for a championship, there's something else to that and, and we can't compete with them on, on that kind of day. We can't. <laughs> and we never do. Um, yeah, that feels a long time ago for me, by the way. The FA Cup, <laughs> yeah. the FA Cup that's, that's, that's got... It doesn't mean past, anything. Past People history. talk about it like it means something. I, it means something in terms of we won a trophy, but what I'm trying to say is City can be beaten in a cup game. But when you can't fuck with them, is in the league. You have to be so on point to beat them in the league. Um, but what's disappointing is that the players can't reach into that to at least lay a glove on them. Yeah, I don't expect, every, given Man City's, yeah. given Man City's, you know, financial power. Yeah, they can go out and buy sixty Ruben Diaz for sixty-five million. So that obviously puts them you know, above us in that sense. But what, what annoys me is just the fact that Arsenal can't realise that they're Arsenal, their history. Yeah. I know that sounds so... Yeah, I agree with you, Toad. No, no, no. reach into that and then no, and no, say, no. look, we're at least going to have a bit of a go. We, we go 1-0 down to Raheem Sterling and that's it. The game is oh, done. Yeah, be, there was be, no way we believed we were going to be back into that game. Toad, I think you're correct because, like, look at even the comments from Burkham, Henri, Vieira. Um, and exactly what they've said about the spirit of the players of the club and our ability to perform in 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 quotes in the Arsenal way, right? It, I think yeah. it's something you've discussed with us um, across the season and and outside of the pod. It's just the character, the mentality, and I think you're right. It's, it's not. Well, it, I get what you're saying about City. I get, I get, I get what you're saying about City about the money, right? But looking at Lille and what they've done in in the French league, and look at the players that yeah, came to us, and, and we funded that. Yeah. And you're talking about sixty. We have those sort of players in our team. Yeah. What are we talking about? That that that's the that's the annoying thing. Okay, let let's you know let let's come back to this at the end. Okay? Yeah, we, sorry. Where where are we games wise? Where are we? League season is about to take a severe turn for the worse. So we smack <laughs> up Sheffield United, obviously because they're trash, and then we draw. Well, actually, before we smack up Sheffield United, we draw one all with Slavia Prague. Um, I can't really. Oh yeah, this is the that game was, where Cedric. That, that was, Ended his yeah. Arsenal career. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I, think clear the ball. I still that. think it is Gabriel's mistake as well. And I, it was, it's Gabriel. That, that's the thing, right? It is Gabriel's mistake because he is the one who he makes a mistake, and rather than just pass it back to Leno and give it to Leno in more, who would have more time, he decides to play a hospital pass to Cedric. And then Cedric then panics, and then doesn't Cedric get? Cedric gave they, it back they, to they Gabriel. Throw, yeah, and then we get can see the throwing from there. Yeah, because Gabriel then didn't want to smash it down the line. Yeah, that's it. He, he could have just. It out of play. Yeah, he could either he could smash it up down the line, or he could pass it back to Leno. But what does he decide to do? He gives a hospital pass to 
uh, to Cedric. Cedric's in no position and he gives it back to Gabriel in a tight spot and then we concede a corner or throw in or whatever it was. But then, yeah, so that 1-1 draw, which was dire, and then we, who do we had out? Who did we have after that? Um, after the one draw, we that's when we beat Sheffield United. That's when Xhaka played at left back, and Arteta yeah. was ill as a genius. Um, so he He's rolled it copying Unai Emery. Emery did that, but anyway, yeah. sorry, go on. <laughs> he rolled it forward to Slavia Prague, and this for me is probably performance of the season. Oh, don't reveal yet. Omari, don't reveal yet. Well, we're diving. No, I think we need to dive into it more. We mixing were actually it, so good. It, yeah. <laughs> actually, so good that day. No, it was. It was. It was. That was. That was. It was a really, really good, good performance from the boys. Uh, from from top to bottom. Um, the goals, Saka on point. Callum Chambers looked as if he was bloody Cafu. Nicholas Pepe intricate finish. Um, and Emil Smith Rowe, just the whole team performed really, really. And Lacazette, Lacazette, yeah. Um, Lacazette, do you get one? Do you get the one? Two, two. two. yeah. Really good. That, that, was it that that turn? And no, maybe it wasn't that game when he like kind of yes, it was. Left. Yeah, yeah. Pepe put it into him. Yeah, Move, moving like a python, man. <laughs> good agility. Um, all right, let me let me fail to beat Fulham at home. One draw. Oh, that was that that is for me the game that has essentially cost looking at where the league table is now that is the game that's the game that's cost us are you sure it wasn't when we lost 1-0 to Everton not so much because Everton Everton the whole of the season have been a better team than us right if we're being fair Everton over the course of the season, have been a better team than us. I would think. I, I, I don't I think that matters. I, 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 I think, think matters. so. I don't I think, think they're I, better. I, think think so. I, don't think it I, I can basically I can take losing to Everton because Everton uh, are pretty much on the no, same no, level. No, 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 no. no Fulham, so... Fulham are in the bottom. Fulham are pretty much getting relegated, and at home, we couldn't just put them to bed. But, but, that's but, what's annoying. But you know it is, Toes. That that that's that third game syndrome we kept on talking about. So we had two wins on the bounce. You get to our third game, something's going to happen, right? I know, but uh, it's still Fulham. It's inevitable. It's still Fulham. Listen, it's listen. Still, yeah. We are renowned. If there's any, if there's any, if there's nothing that we've lost over the last uh, fifteen years, ever since we've been in the Emirates, the one thing we've had is being good flat track bullies. Except when it's really, really pressure games, like a Swansea at home or something that's going to cost us a championship. That's when we lose our flat track bully status, right? Yeah. But here. We're not playing for... There's nothing like we're playing for, like, the top three or whatever. Fulham are in the relegation zone. We should be able to beat them, and then we don't. Yeah, that's, I, I, yeah that, that's Those two points... Those two points have been critical, given that, where the season... Bear in mind, we, we didn't look like scoring, though. So I don't know whether we could take we could two points. That. We could have lost that. We, we were looking like we are going to lose that game. But that, that's <laughs> what I'm saying. It's just the fact that the team could not motivate themselves to... And to be fair, guys, remember, we were unlucky, right? We got a goal ruled out by VAR, didn't we? Because yeah. of uh, Danny Ceballos ahead. Head on, head on, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that got ruled out. And Enketia saved us in that match. But I just think, again, it's one of those games where, you know, we're playing Fulham at home. Come on, boys, step up. Oh, do, do you know what? Yeah, step all, up and score. All, all, all I, think, I think the Everton game tells me more because Fulham... You know, that was kind of Scott Parker's speciality. If they're getting results, they're getting results against a few, like, biggish, biggish teams. 
draws here and there. They set up well. Um, they've been in relegation battle from, from the get-go, so every game every game is important for them. And then us playing against Slavia Prague in the week, it, if there were trends to the season, that, that was certainly that. I, you could you, see that coming a mile off, right? But don't you guys take that more personal that you that we drew to Fulham at home, whereas oh, Everton, Everton the likes of Calvert Lewin, they have Calvert Lewin with Charleston. Oh. They've got no, no, James no, no. Hamsworth Jugas. They can cause us more problems. No, Fulham, no, there's no, no one on the pitch you could have caused. No, it, it get it gets me more toes because Everton, um, both games as well. We we gave them the win, and if it's talking about. So we can see we can maybe we we can get the results against your Chelsea's Uniteds, um, but play but teams where we is more indica, indicative of our failure that season because we weren't able to win or take results when teams around us lost or when we were playing the teams around us right. These are the games we really I think we discuss I think we were discussing it all season in that period where we're like we need to beat Leeds. <laughs> We need to get results against. We need to get results against Everton, and on both occasions of Everton, we failed to do so. And considering we we came above Everton, but considering we were six points off, I don't know how the Champions League. I think those games really, when we really should have been up for it, and Rarens go, which I just think are just wow. How are we losing to Everton? They were yeah, they they, they they've been very poor, Everton, really up and down. But we, and, and I just feel like they never had to work to earn their point, their their six points, six points against us. I don't think they ever had to work for those. So I, I, I get what you're saying about Fulham, but I know that Fulham put in work, that like they came off the pitch that day and they were like upset they put in the work for that. I think those Everton boys were like, yo, that was that was all right. Friday night at the Emirates, that was pretty calm. How do you even get that goal? What happened? That was Leno, Leno, Leno again, Jacker. chucking one in the net. What the so, fuck is um, going on, man? Obviously, obviously, Arteta <laughs> had the warning sign there about Jacker at left back. Yeah, let's move. But he chose not to heed the warning. PTSD. And so again against Villarreal away. Bearing in mind, we'd had a whole week to prepare for that game. They played Barcelona on the Sunday. Uh... And within five minutes, still one up. Um, poor, poor performance. Uh, I don't think we really created anything. Got lucky with that penalty. Uh, Chabayos really trying hard to to fail us. Arteta agent Chabayos again. Arteta must have missed the day when he was doing his coaching badges on substitutions because he doesn't know how to use them. Uh, Left Shabazz on the pitch to get, to get himself sent off. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I can't remember who else was on the bench that day. He just didn't change it, did he? Just didn't change it. El Nenny anyway. didn't start, did he? He didn't start. So he could have brought El Nenny on. He could have brought anyone on to try and yeah. say, look, Shabazz, you're looking a bit dodge. Come off. You're the yellow card. But no, he persisted. And the funny thing is, all the, com- all the commentators called it. And all of us fans were calling it that that guy needs to come off and he just didn't see it. But there you go. That, there's just an, another example of Arteta sticking to his guns with a player. But uh, we, we come off that shit show. So uh, who do we beat? Do we beat Newcastle the next game? Yeah, Newcastle away. Aubameyang is back with a yeah. bag. 
and everyone's saying, you know, that's what you need. Big win on the weekend. You're going to the game, all guns blazing. Uh, flattest performance, um, I think, from any team that just needs to score one goal at home to get to the European final. We didn't do anything, really. Um, no no sense draw. of urgency in that first half, was there? Yeah. Can I, can I just say... Funniest, not even funny, man, but uh, wildest moment of the season. What's his name again? Severe foul play, like. Hey. For Villarreal. Oh, was that Kapue in Kapu-e. the first game? Oh, in the first in the first leg. In the first leg, yeah. In, that was yeah. in the first leg, Kapue. Yeah, yeah. I just want to highlight that. Boy, Ex-Tottenham, Ex-Tottenham boy. Ex Watford boy as well, trying to do trying to do his best for his old clubs. Um, all right, we get the we get the Europa League out of the way, so we're out of Europe, and you know now we do what we do best. There, there's two things that we do we've done in the last 18 years, which is pretty good, which is uh, flat track bullies and no pressure football. So now this is when we can enjoy it when there's no pressure on, real pressure. This is when Arsenal come to four. So Amari, what games did we win after Villarreal? Um, yeah. Started to put teams to the sword. Beat West Ham yeah. at home. You know, beat Chelsea away. Uh, Palace away. And then obviously... We, we, we haven't won at Palace for a long time. So they, they, that's been coming. And may I just say, right, I'm really happy with that Palace win because, number one, we haven't won there in a while and we've owed of all... You know, I'm not... Okay, yeah, I am being a bit arrogant, but Crystal Palace, come on. That we can't win at Selhurst Park, that's annoying. Number two, Zaha was doing his best to get a penalty as usual. So I'm so happy that, you know, we stuck it to them in the end of the game. And also as well, Jeffrey Schlopp's challenge on Chambers. Didn't Aubameyang get sent off for the exact same thing last season on, was it, uh, at Selhurst Park? And this guy didn't get a red card. So I was absolutely livid. So I'm so happy that we we dusted them 3-1. And Martinelli made a difference. And Pepe... Showed Zaha his uh, his compatriot that look you can't call me you can't call me out, mate. I can score some goals. So well done, Nicolas uh, Pepe. I'm gonna be honest. I felt nothing about any of the games after the <laughs> Genuinely, there was an absence of feet. Like watch the whole Chelsea game. No celebrations. Sorry, fine. We beat Chelsea. Doesn't matter. I I, I genuinely I think. I don't want us to forget. I don't want the listeners to forget. This has been a terrible season. Five wins in a row at the end doesn't change it. This has been a terrible season. Yeah. yeah we're, we're not going to get away from that. We, we Never. And if you ever start two toes, I we, will. We can't, yeah, we can't yeah, this, get away this from what that. what I'm saying. But, I think people are going to talk about our tone, but... but. We, we can't get away from that, boys. But look, I can't help but feel that I had some personal scores in a sense, to settle. Palace away was one. And then my boys, Brighton, because everybody knows how much I hate Brighton. So I was so happy that we won. It was annoying that we didn't get into the Conference League from my point of view, because I wanted us to be in Europe by hook or by crook. I wanted the revenue stream and I wanted to be able to play the young boys there. But above all, I hate Brighton. I hate Brighton. So I was so happy that we won. So give me those, because those were some teams that I needed I had some issues with 
Crichton. I don't. I'm not getting away with. But yeah, the super Suma. It's good to see him play well. It's good to see Pepe put an arm around him. The end of the game into the tunnel. Agent Pepe at work. So that that's that's a big positive there. Uh, what can I say? That yeah, as that's I said, those, those those last five games, wherever, yeah, would not have occurred if we were in any form of contention to get. Yeah, yeah, of course, <laughs> so it's true. We were done for. That's why. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. That's Arteta, crazy. and we still didn't make it. We still did. <laughs> this is what I'm saying, you boys. You boys should be happy because that you should know that when it comes to no pressure football, that's when we start to perform. Oh, so that's I'll why. Tell, that's yeah. why I'll have to take it. I'll tell us like we need to concentrate to the end of the season and make sure we get this. Blah blah blah. We still did not meet any of our objectives, right? Um, um, I'll get five you- for that. Amari, wouldn't you still be pleased that hopefully, right, and we, we, we've been going on for an hour now, so I think we need to give the listeners a break. Nicholas Pepe has come to some uh, sort of form, and obviously this shows that, you know, that he should have been backed because he, he came to some form towards the end of last season. What did they do? They bought William, which probably brought him down a bit. Now he's shown some bit of form again. Hopefully Pepe can take this on into next season, at least being there for the uh, being a flat track bully against the small teams, right? At least Pepe can get hat tricks against them or whatnot. We'll need that. Uh, I mean, I would be hopeful if you know if it wasn't for the fact, like you just said, he played well at the end of last season and got replaced. Um, so yeah, hopefully Arteta can just you know see that he's actually bringing. There's a lot of problems with Pepe, but the one thing that is is sure, he's dangerous. Like every game that he plays, something will happen. Even if he's only on the pitch for five minutes, he'll he'll create something. So, yeah, he might not be worth seventy-two million pounds, but I think he's a good footballer. So, yeah, that's a you know he's a shining light. Smith Rowe, Saka, we all know about the the guys that we like. Um, it's just that Arteta put a bit too much faith in the guys that we don't. Yeah. All right. Yeah, just quick, quick, quick. Final one. Yeah, just Pepe. Yeah, plaudits. I was on to him. I have been on to him. Uh, I think what was it fifteen goals or whatever, twenty-one goals and assists. That's uh, that's that's the standard he needs to meet. It's just a shame it's come in the way that it has. Um, but yeah, well on him. And, and and what I would say to that, he has to play because from what I've seen defensively, he's able as well. He he does his job so. He's ticked two boxes, um, so we really need to see him next season. If he doesn't, then uh, that's life, isn't it? That's football. What can you do? <laughs> that's what I've got to say to it. Fingers crossed, fingers crossed. All right, listeners, thanks for hanging in, hanging in there with us for part one, essentially, uh, which is uh, season review. Uh, after this, we'll be back and we'll be sort of like doing our end of season awards, uh, king of high five, uh, king of high fives king of uh king of pies and a whole load of other stuff so we'll be back right after this all right and we're back for part two essentially of the temperamental gunas podcast it's essentially our end of season review uh we're coming to sort of like the end of season awards so we're going to spend a bit of time uh to go through a couple of things and then we will then wrap up for the main part of this season, uh, we're going to do a couple of transfer shows, I'm sure, and maybe we'll have some guests come on 
Um, so yeah, let's let's start off with this. So first and foremost, guys, uh, the first award is King of Pies. Who is going to be the King of Pies? Uh, we stopped doing this uh, towards the end of the end of the podcast, unfortunately, tallying them up. So we're just going to have to go with individually who your King of Pies are. So um, I think, well, let's not spoil it. Go with you, Kibs. Who's your King of Pies? Tell us who mm. we're in the running. Tell us who is we're in the running, and then tell us who definitively is your king of pies. Yeah, I think uh, William. I think Cedric was up there. You got a few. Uh, I think Louis, I think Louise got a few as well. I think Arteta's got to be up there as well. Yeah. So those are your candidates. Yeah. Because who? I, who... <laughs> Go on. Sorry. Because with Louise, although he's done, he's done okay, I think his individual errors, they account for at least like three pies. All right, so those are your candidates. Who's winning Who's winning your king of pies then? I'm not even, I'm not even going to say William. I'm saying our town. I was like, not expecting... Got, got pie in his face. I wasn't expecting that, but okay. So for Kibbs... Mikel Arteta, the manager, is his king of pies. Omari, candidates, and then your king of pies? Yeah, I was really hoping that Hibbs would say uh, William so I could say Arteta, but fair enough. <laughs> um, yeah, my, my nominees would definitely be uh, Arteta. I think if we, if we... We didn't give him enough pies during the season, but if we look at where it all went wrong, there's so many times where he just made the wrong decision. Um, one of those wrong decisions was William. Who's, who's another candidate? Bert Leno, just because Vendetta. Uh, Xhaka, because he's Xhaka. Um, but there's only one guy, like, there's only one person that was getting pied every week, and that's William. <laughs> yeah, we had to stop, didn't we? <laughs> yeah, it was, getting, it was getting to the point of bullying. Like, he doesn't listen to the podcast, but... Yeah. We were talking about, like, civil rights and shit. Oh, anyway. Can't go, in. Can't go too deep. <laughs> so, okay. So, uh, William is uh, Omari's King of Pies. For me, my candidates were Granite Xhaka, uh, because Granite Xhaka always, always has a mistake in him, and just his attitude, especially after the Burnley game. So, that was Xhaka. Willian, we've talked enough about Willian this season about why he was my king of uh, candidate for king of pies and why he got pies during the season. Um, other person would have been David Louise. Shout out for his, uh, you know, his red cards and penalties, mm-hmm. uh, and maybe, and maybe to, and maybe uh, Cedric. But you know, without doubt, my king of pies. I was pie, it was proper vendetta, and he deserved every one of them. Until we decide to stop is William. So William yeah. uh, is my king of pies. I, um, I really want to give it to Cedric, you know. Like, <laughs> I really did because oh, the ch- yes, some of the chat people want some people talking about Cedric, you know, it's all about his technical ability and, and all this. Yeah, okay. But yeah, listen, right. I don't think Cedric deserved what he got for <laughs> the mistake of not clearing the ball down the channel. Like, <laughs> honestly, if you think about what some players have done. <laughs> Jacker actually kicked the ball into the striker, into our goal. But it's just... Oh, Cedric, yeah, that was Cedric's, oh, yeah, Cedric's calamity, you know, this is going off the back of the Aston Villa thing as well. He just... And I think he had a... This, one of the Southampton games, he was culpable. If not, he was culpable. All game. The Southampton All FA game. Cup game. 
It's not Arteta. It's 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 the links. It's the agent that you know can, can, signed can I, him. Can we can't mention that this. because there's some real there's some real talk. Bring it to the end. Hold it at the end, kids. Hold it. Yeah, hold it to yeah. the end. I will allow you to have that, but let's hold it to the end. Let's let's keep with the awards for now. Okay, so we've talked about King of Pies. William is the King of Pies. What should we go up for? Let's go for uh, let's go for the Sayonara Award. So effectively, bye bye out the club. The one definitive player that needs to go. Okay, so three candidates, and then your who gets the Sayonara Award. Uh, go with you first, Amari. Um, uh, I'm not going to talk too much. William, obviously, is one candidate. Um, Jaka, just because he's always the enemy. Um, but Fabio Louise is getting it because Sayonara, you are archetypal of the problems at Arsenal. The fact that people are like, oh, he's actually been a good signing. Honestly, go back. Watch Liverpool away last year. Watch watch City away last year. Like, try and tell me this guy was a good signing. Oh, he does a lot for the nah, because Saliba should have been here. So yeah, bye, bye, David Luiz. David Luiz, okay. Kibs, uh, three candidates for this award, and then who's winning it? Just, just forget, forget about William. Forget about some players are gone. Uh, you've actually really had enough of seeing. Ah. Uh, I just need to think about this one second. Should I go first and then no, I'll give you... Do, do you know what? Because I don't even want to say it. I know. Say People it. are going to be on to me. Oh, listen. I'll say my top three. Cedric. I had enough of him. <laughs> Whack. Uh, God damn. Oh, Shabayos. <laughs> In fact, he's number one for me. I can't even remember. I, I can't even... I'm so... Like, I'm getting confused here. He's actually number one. He's so bad. Uh, so Cedric second and Orba, you are in there, in there Ooh. as well. I feel so sorry. You didn't deserve it. You've been such a good. I'm not even going to say servant. That's disrespectful. I'm not using language like that anymore. You were a good player for us. You're effective. Good man. Had a lot of problems this year. But the Ryan was on the wall. Initial extension talks, and if we were serious and about our business. We would have we would have done the whole Pep Guardiola cry on camera about Aguero, but really, you you let man go, man. You, he wanted to you, stay, and you let man go, and it's, it's you're it's fucking crocodile tears. Yeah, I wanted I want to see that. Yeah, that that is true from Pep. That's just like crocodile tears all over. Um, so is that your final answer? Is it uh, is it is it Sabios or Bamiang? Who's your Sabios. who wins that one? Sabios. Okay. Okay. All right. Cool. Cool. All right. Let me let me come back to um, here. Um, that is very true. But I know Danny Sabios is for sure leaving. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna put him as my candidate. So my candidates for the Sinara Award are Willian, uh, and I would have to say reluctantly, Lacazette, because I just don't think Lacazette. He's been. He hasn't lived up to the potential because this is a player that I was touting for the season before he came. He's come and he hasn't quite got the goals that he's needed. He, he had a very good season in Emery's first season. I think he won player of the year. 
that season, but he just hasn't taken it on in terms of consistency and goals. So there was a Willian, Lacazette, and also as well, I would say, ooh, who would I really, really, the third person, oh, Granit Xhaka. Granit Xhaka. So those are my top three candidates for this award. And the person that is winning the award is probably not, uh, not uh, you know, a wild guess or a surprise is Willian. He needs to go. Xhaka uh, <laughs> in second, Xhaka in second, and then Lacazette in third. So Willian gets my Sayonara award uh, there. So yeah, there you go. Um, most him, mark, he's still here. Uh, no, yeah, he, he needs to go. He needs to go. It, once he goes, then I can see not only his wages, not only that position, he needs to go. Okay, uh, what should we go to next? Let's go to most improved player, something positive. Three candidates, and then and then uh, and then who's most improved? So I'll go first. Uh, most improved, I'm going to go for Emil Smith Rowe. Uh, Emil Smith Rowe. I'm going to go for Callum Chambers in this can in this uh, category, and as well as that, I think I will go for uh, Nicolas Pepe. And I think it will be. Uh, I think it will be Pepe third. Pepe third. Who was the other guy I said? Apart from William Smith Rowe. Callum. Callum Chambers. Uh, so Pepe third, Callum Chambers second, because he's come out of nowhere and he's actually done quite well in the small period of time. Uh, but the winner of this award is Emil Smith Rowe for me. Uh, first full season and he's come on leaps and bounds. So that's the one for me. Over yeah. to you, uh, Kibbs. Yeah. Do you know what? I, I, I would put Emma Smith Rowe there is but I get motion free I hadn't really seen him before but I heard he's about this business and so um I'm not even gonna put him in motion proof because he, like he hit the block but I, I don't know what the word in the phrase in French I got it wrong but um he was hit running. The ground running he hit the ground <laughs> running yeah he hit the ground running so that's not him I'd actually give it I have to give up for Rob Holding you know even though he's been, um, uh, I can criticise him and say uh, at some points he's been average. Uh, he's he's actually levelled up. To be fair, he really has levelled up. Um, so he, he's probably number one for me. Uh, Pepe as well. Strong, strong credentials. Um, I'll say Chambers, but we've seen this. I just say he's a continuation of his form before he got injured. So I won't even give it to him. I'd... He's really blown me away. It's just, it's just yeah. yeah. I really, really would have liked to give it to Gabriel, but he just yeah. hasn't been, he's been, he's been the opposite of that. He's Stop gone the opposite that. way. Can I just give it two then? Yes. I'll give it two. Can I just two. give it two? Yeah. Just to make fair. I'll do, yeah. I'm giving it to uh, Pepe and Rob Holding. I'd force myself to go for third. Um, you'd have to, you'd have to say Smith Rowe, but I'd, I, I believe he's even better than that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, Amari. Most, my, my most improved player is um, Nicolas Pepe. I think he's, he's, he's done, he's done, he's done well this year. But I think I agree. As much as I don't like upholding, I think is well, not don't like as much as I don't think he's good enough for Arsenal. I think he's he's definitely improved significantly this season. Um, as well. So he's a close he's a close second. Um and I think 
third, I think, would be Kayasaka, because I think he has improved um, this season, even though he blew us away last year. Uh, with Saka, it's like it's like how Amari sees Smith Rowe. Uh, Saka's beyond this, or beyond this for me first. He's beyond this category, but it's yeah, it, yeah. He he's had a he's had a phenomenal season. So any any sort of accolades that he he's he deserves all the accolades basically. Um, what should we go for next? Uh, I think we've got. Uh, I think we're going to come to top three transfer wishes to close out the show. Um, but let's go to worst and best game. So, uh, Amari, start with you. What are your three candidates for the worst games this season? And then what, what wins it for you? Only three. Um, like, sorry, oh, mate. We, we haven't got that long. So, yes. yeah. Yes. Spurs away in, in, in December was, was horrendous. Um, that, wasn't, that wasn't fun to watch. Villa at home. Mm-hmm. Came out of nowhere. I, I just, yeah, that was really unenjoyable. But obviously, the worst game of this season was the nil nil draw against Villarreal. Um, that was just painful to watch. It was just painful to watch our season go away without anyone trying to stop it. All right, Villarreal tops it for Murray Kibbs. Your three worst games, and then eventually the one that takes it. Oh, yeah, Spurs. Spurs. Um, I'm I'm putting both of those. You you know, I am putting both legs for Villarreal <laughs> as my one as my one and two. All right. Okay. And Spurs and, uh... three. Uh, and who, 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 which? Well, okay. Who, who which takes game? it? Which, which is game? which is the number one out of those three? Then that 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 second leg. That first leg was shocking, but we got that goal back. You know, we we really thought we were in it. Like we were like, ooh, no chance we don't win this. Yeah, the second leg was, oh, like watching paint dry. You just knew it was going to happen, man. Uh, I, I maybe because uh, I was inverted commas occupied during uh, that. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? That second leg because that that came at a time where uh, we had our hiatus, and I think you guys obviously know why I had a hiatus. Um, so for me, my three worst games of the season are Burnley at home, Aston Villa at home because that Aston Villa game was really, really like it was really stark about how well beaten we were and how like, okay, we've got issues if Aston Villa are coming to the Emirates and dusting us. The Burnley game was just low because of just how it was. Uh, and um, I would say as well as that, so those two are in there. The third game would probably be, the just personally for me, that Wolves away at Molyneux. I know Amari didn't think it was that match was as significant as it was to some fans but those are my three words because the the football we played in that first half was it was it was really really good it was really exciting and then for us to just throw it away was really disappointing out of those three games i'm going to have to say 
the Aston Villa one was the worst one for me because, again, Villa, a team who just avoided relegation last season, they came to the Emirates and they pretty much wiped us off the face of the earth in that game. So that was just really stark about the troubles that were ahead. So for me, uh, Aston Villa at home is my worst game of the season. Um, We shall now go to best game of the season. Best game of the season. So three three candidates, uh, nominees, and then who's the winner? Omari, for you? I genuinely don't think I can give you three favourite games for this season. Go on, Omari. Go on. Surely, surely there must be three. I think, okay. Uh, Push yourself, push yourself. All right, Chelsea at home. Um, Spurs at home. Um, Slavia Prague away. And Slavia Prague away gets it. Yeah. Okay, all right. I know it's hard to push it to those three, so let's go to you, Kibbs. Uh, Three best games this season. Uh, To the turning point. Of our season, first one Chelsea. It's an important game. Um, can I put the community shield in there? In there. Can put well. it in. Can put, put it in. Put the community shield in there. And I'd like to say Spurs, but just intention shown in that that Prague game. Uh, a lot of the. Stuff that was going outside of it as well is really encouraging to see. Like I said, done uh, really well. It just I just remember that game. Okay. I will remember that game for a while. And who wins it then? Uh, that that Chelsea game. That that that's a revolution. See some of these young bucks come to the fore. These are players we're going to see for the next. Let's hope five to ten years become Arsenal legends. All right, all right. So Chelsea game uh, takes it for you. So for me, actually, um, what my candidates are for this one? Uh, Strangely enough, if I have to, if I have to be strict with three, I'm not going to put the Chelsea one in it. I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with a game that came a bit after that. I'm going to go with West Brom away, purely because of it. Just felt good to see Arsenal play that electric type of football again especially you know the goal in which Bakaya Saka scored so I'll put that there I will also put the Slavia Prague game there as well Um, because again you know away from home disappointing game at the Emirates we really wanted to beat Slavia Prague we know that because of their well I'm going to say it because of their being racist idiots uh, not all of them, but, you know, significant of their players and whatever. And, you know, who can take that Lacazette moment of Lacazette doing, you know, going, uh, you know, bend, you know, you know, bending the knee, uh, you know, taking the knee rather, taking the knee in front of their players and whatnot. So that, that was a good moment. And then I'm also going to put the Man U away from home game. Now, I know that a lot of people say, look, that was a false dawn. But just for us to essentially play Man U, from my point of view, off the park and them not get close to us. That was a that was really good. That's the most confident I've seen Arsenal in an away let in an away game against the top six. Uh, the winner is going to have to be the Slavia Prague away game just because of we played scintillating football. It was away from home. Slavia Prague had done well 
uh, uh, in previous legs and we had we, we, we really showed it to them. But yeah, so that would be my best game of the season, Slavia Prague away. Um, uh, and yeah, now we come to worst and best moment. I think we'll just get, um, it's really hard, going to be hard for you, Omari, <laughs> to pick out some of these. So I'm going to start off with worst and best moment here. Um, I'm going to start with worst moment. And the worst moment is just the the four game uh, losing streak at the at the Emirates, uh, losing four games in a row. That was just terrible overall. Uh, and best moment is just I don't know. I'm just I'm going to put my best moment to oh actually we missed an award which was MVP. No 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 that was the king of that was the king that was the king of high fives essentially that was king of high fives. Best moment is just going to be anything to do with Bakayo Saka this season, really. I know that's that's a bit of a cop out in a way, but Bakayo Saka has just has been a shining light. So any of his goals or his assists, I'm wrapping them up to be my best moments. Uh, to you, Kibbs, worst and best moment. Yeah. Uh, well, what was the game worst moment? I.e., the most funniest moment for me. Had had gone weirdly enough. It was Leno. What was that game with Leno when he just come rushing out? Wolves. Yeah, Wolves. That that, that 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 was probably on the yeah that game. The array of incidents it just showed me where we're at. Is worst moment, but I was actually yeah, I was creasing to be fair. All over the place. It's pretty funny, Louise. Like <laughs> typical Louise fashion. You probably didn't even mean it this time, like. <laughs> but yeah, that 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 was probably my worst moment. Best moment. Best moment is Saka, and then realizing that he's a Fabregas of old, but in a different way. When I I I, I think we had that conversation where we were like, uh, "Has Saka to can Saka be considered at the same level as Fab?" In his heyday at Arsenal, can he take over the mantle? Well, yeah, stats to back it up, and he, he just looks like we've got like a world-class player on our hands. So, yeah, best moment for me was realizing that. I, I think just to cap to further put a, uh, another sort of like feather in that cap is Bakaya Saka, and I think I said this, maybe I said this at the beginning of the pod, him signing his contract at the end of last season slash beginning of this season was the biggest deal. Yes, we had the whole Oba thing rolling on, you know, whatever, but Saka signing his contract, that was a very, very big deal. So I'm throwing that in that my best moment as well because he is the future of the club. Amari, over to you. My my worst moment was seeing how good Saka was at left back against West Brom at home. Um Arteta, you're full. Um <laughs> and my best moment was Emil Smith Rowe. Love that kid. What a guy. Um I think he's he's got something extremely special. Um and we'll 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 get to see that hopefully as long as injuries don't persist. All right. Okay, so to to close off the show boys, uh your top three transfer wishes. Now um we're gonna have a transfer show uh next week and uh, we'll be talking more about transfers but just to give us a little flavor 
whether it's an, someone going out of the club or coming into the club, what are the three main things you want to see in terms of the transfer window uh, for next season? So, Kibbs, uh, you start us off here. Uh, yeah, we need Basuma as a number one. So I think, yeah, Basuma. Still like forwards. I really like Ivan Tony. Uh, mm. uh, that, that double of ba- Balogun and uh, Tony Martinelli. That is, that's, that's one to watch in the depths of 7th and 8th, man. Really, really fire up our challenge for the top six. Because <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> we are fucking past it at the moment, so we need to rebuild. Um, yeah. So, yeah, one and two, and then maybe a third. Uh, ensure that Saliba comes back, which I think he is, and, and starts. That's yeah. a transfer for me. Is that important? Yeah, yeah. no, yeah, no, no, that's good. That's, that's a good shot. That's a good shot. Uh, Amari? Uh, I'm not going to give players, because I think a couple of them gives really... Said so. I'm just going to say that we have a clear plan. One, um, that we do our business early. Two, and that there's no players entering the last year of their contract still at the club by the time next season starts. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, for me, I'm going to go with. I'm going to try and go back with players. Um, I, I'm going to follow Basuma, uh, but I don't think that will happen, given that we can't offer him any sort of European football. And also as well, if Liverpool are sniffing around, his price tag is going to go up. Um, I'd like to see... Oh, I've forgotten his first name. Um, I think Tony's uh, from Brentford. It's a bit... He's going to... Well, any striker is going to cost anything. But I'd like to see the the guy from Mönchengladbach, who I mentioned at the beginning of the year, uh, Turam's boy. I think we need a different type of forward to complement Aubameyang and also as well uh, be slightly ahead of Martinelli and Balogun. Uh, and I think he could be that sort of like old-fashioned centre-forward, because I think that's what we need to go for. I don't think we need another type of striker like Aubameyang, who's in the sort of like Anelka, Henri sort of modes and that kind of thing. I think we need a, I think we need a dominant centre-forward now, someone who can head goals, hold up the ball, etc. And I think that Turam guy at Mönchengladbach could be the player. Um, and the third thing I would like is for us to get a worthy left-back to relieve Kieran Tierney because that has cost us towards the end of the season not having an adequate replacement for him. So those are my top three. My Bertrand? Uh, well, <laughs> no, if it's him, I don't think it's going to be him. But, you know, there's a lot of talk about us getting ourselves in the cycle of same old thing of offering old players um, uh, that kind of contract. I, I think we need to find someone who is who can push Tierney. Um, yeah, I think we need to go the opposite way. I think we need to find someone who can push Tierney, someone who's maybe 21, 22 or something and can push him in that direction. I think if we were going to get Bertrand, we should have got him at the beginning of the year, but we haven't. So those are my top three transfer wishes. Yeah. Can, I, can I just, uh, to that about the left back, 
definitely agree with you, Bertrand, was for this year if we're going to do it, right? Yeah. Um, but why, why can't we do have youth players? Why that, can't that, we push one of them up? I, I don't understand why one of them can't push up to that left-back position. Completely, completely, completely. Seen like Brandon Williams from United, like you weren't even that great, but they give him a chance. Completely. Give someone a chance. I think, uh, yeah, I'd like to see that. Chibs, I cut you off earlier. Now I've forgotten what I was what you were going to say. Was it something about Keir Jopra? Jopra? Jopra. Oh, yeah, know. yeah. I do, I do. Uh, I don't know. I don't know how much truth is to it, actually, to be fair. Just a few things floating about uh, about Edu and his role potentially being involved in corruption. Allegedly. 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 Yeah, let's in, use those words. <laughs> allegedly. Not involved corruption, but um, has been in close contact with someone. So the head of Brazilian FA uh, recently got Court, I think, banned from life and FIFA. Um, and obviously, Edu was in those quarters and yeah. working closely with this person. So, I just think a few things floating about because it came about in the last few days. Uh, and obviously, we, we didn't hit our targets. And obviously, there's a long line of failures linked to his network. Um, so this may be the last of it, or you know, this could be the beginning or something, because there's been a there's been a clear out already. So we've seen Steve Bold gone. That is, do you pronounce it Mazzioli? Mazzioli? Mazzioli. He's decided not to extend his contract. I thought he's doing quite well actually, but mm. yeah. Yeah, maybe that's why none of our academy players got pushed up to play left back. We just about didn't get relegated from our twenty threes league. So maybe there's maybe there's not a quality there. We don't know. So yeah, there's good players. Even despite that, there's good players. There is good players there. Disappointed about uh, Steve Bold, but you know he's been a he's he's been a long servant of the club. I didn't like him when he was assistant manager because I don't think he challenged Wenger enough. But in definitely in terms of our youth products, he's been instrumental in bringing some of those youth players in. So per Mertesacker, if you're sacking. Uh, if you're head of that department and you're Saki an Arsenal legend like that, you better have something good up your sleeve. Uh, Freddie Freddie can't come back. No, he's not going to come back. So, yeah, per, you better be, uh, if you're Saki an Arsenal legend like that, you better be having something up your sleeve. That's all yeah. I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to say. Gentlemen, um, it's been a disappointing season. Let's not get away from that. We've finished eighth, but that's football. Uh, we We hope that uh, the next time uh, we are doing a proper pod, that we've got some, we're a lot more positive in terms of, uh, or we're a lot more positive in terms of the season's outlook and as well as that, the season proves to be positive. So let's just keep our fingers crossed. That's why we love football. That's why we keep on coming back to it. So thanks very much for listening for all of you guys in our debut season. Uh, stick with us, please. Please share us. Please spread the word. Uh, we will continue to to be podding next season so please uh help us out share us like us all that jazz so that's a bye from me certainly yeah peace thank you for listening following us this season as we moaned and complained um and uh yeah next season though we could be could be in that top six could be you'll hear some good positive positive uh, reviews from us.
yeah, uh, yeah, good year. All I'd say next year, the handbrake is off. The shackles are off. Um, just gonna, just gonna come with it from from the get go and just be honest. And uh, yeah, hopefully we have a good summer. Um, everyone enjoy the Euros. And yeah, listening for our, our, our transfer talk in the, in the next few weeks. Good stuff. We'll see you next time. Thanks very much.